Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to The Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless, like a dog on a bone. We got gas in the tank to go all night. We got gas in the tank to go all night. Relentless, we don't walk alone. Relentless, it's time to get to work now. Let's get going. All right, everybody, welcome on in to another episode of the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett, joining me once again this week after a busy and eventful week, which we will get into uh, here at the top of the show, is Coach Russo, head coach of the Vineland High School football team. Coach, welcome back to the show. Uh, missed you last week, but we did have Rich Scarpa fill in for you with like kind of a midseason you know, booth review of uh this season so far so thanks to rich for filling in uh on short notice for us but glad to have you back and uh let's start off too since you weren't here for it uh the lupicone uh entire just day that you guys had last week how did the event go how was it you know having him you know come out and talk to the team and uh obviously all the festivities from everything that was captured on social media looked absolutely fantastic yeah, it was great. Um, Mr. Bracone's a great man and um, has a lot of history here in the city of Ireland and did great things, you know, in the NFL playing for the uh, Jets and the Buffalo Bills. And it was great to have him speak to the kids, you know. Been the head coach going to my 10th year and I've never had the opportunity or the honor to meet him. And finally it worked out. You know, um, we were planning something you know, pre-COVID to honor him and bring him back to Vineland. But then things, as you know, got a little uh, difficult. So, um, you know, we were able to set it up. Mr. Uh, Glenn Lilly approached me, um, worked for one of our supporters, Allen Associates, you know. And, um, you know, we were able to work it out, but it was a great event. He was able to come here and talk to the kids. Um and, you know, it was great. Every second we got to spend with him. And then uh, Thursday night we got to go over to Greenview Inn and spend some additional time with him. So it was a real honor and privilege to meet him. He's a great man. And, uh, you know, the kids listened to every word he had to say. And, you know, he's inspirational. Yeah, that, I think that was the number one thing that stuck out to me was all the pictures and everything on social media with him at practice and then at the event at the Greenview Inn, anytime he was speaking, everybody's eyes were just dialed in on him. And that just goes to show you the amount of respect and, uh, you know, how much, you know, the guys on this team look up to somebody like Lou Picone and, you know, you jog on down to some people that they've been around as well, like a Jamil Demby or Isaiah Pacheco. And these, these players that have been able to take their talents from Vineland High School to that next level, um, it just shows that, you know, they want to work just as hard to, you know, add their name to that list of, you know, playing at the next level, even beyond, you know, the NCAA level. Yeah, no doubt. One thing that uh, stood out to me that I didn't realize, he played 10 years in the NFL and um, it's about longevity, like you said, multiple times. And, you know, given that you're all, you know, obviously he didn't have the uh, physical measurables that some of these other kids have and uh, he overachieved you know, with his size and worked on his speed and 
you know, I didn't realize you ran a four three forty two back in nineteen seventy, early nineteen seventy. So um, that's remarkable, and um, he's loved in Buffalo as well. I know he's a fan favorite, and um, like I said, he's a great man. And I think I have our new T-shirt, which I love. One of the quotes he said to the team, which I'm sure you saw on social media, he said, "There's uh, no BS in football. You either do or you don't. It's as simple as that. You either that's do fantastic. or you don't." So, I love that. Yeah, um, me too. Old yeah, school. That'll definitely have to get on a T-shirt one way or another. Oh, um, I, I love that <laughs> one. Um, you know, we are now five games into the season. Unfortunately, uh, this past week losing to Washington Township, uh, a tough game. It was seven nothing at halftime. So I don't think you know if you just look at the box score, it doesn't really tell you how the game truly went. But what were your Guys, as a coaching staff collectively, what did you take away from that game, and what are some things that uh, you know you picked up on when you were watching film this week that you know you really want to focus in on, fix up some of the mistakes, and uh, you know carry forward as you guys get set for a home game against Holy Spirit this week? Yeah, you know the um, the game was closer than the score indicated. Um, we had two opportunities in the first half to put some points on the board. First opportunity, you know, we were first and 10 on the 20, turn the ball over. Multiple reasons why that happened. And then uh, before the half, we had an opportunity to score and just didn't get it done. So if you look at it like, um, like we had a, you know, even if you were 50% in the red zone and you got seven points out of it, we would have been 7 7 at the half. You know, obviously, you'd like to be 14 7 winning at the half, but, you know, we we're moving the ball. And unfortunately, got hung up in the red zone, as you saw. But I still felt like we had the momentum going into halftime. I felt like the momentum was on our side. So I made a decision, you know, to take the wind behind our back and um, have our kicker, Greif, you know, kick a touchback, thinking we'll pin him back on the 20, uh, get a defensive stop, get the ball back, score, be tied 7-7. You know, and then it's momentum's still shifting in our favor. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. They had the big run, first play of the third quarter. Um, you get behind 14-0. Then you start changing what you want to do. And, you know, you're getting desperate to score because you're going to run out of time. So then we start doing some things, you know, we don't necessarily want to do. And it just escalated from that. And um, kids played a lot better. Washington Township is a very talented team, very big up front. I feel like we had a great game playing. We're trying to outflank them on the sides. Um, you know, a couple plays here and there. I think I calculated four or five plays in the course of the game. If they went a different direction, you know, we're right in that game, possibly even winning it. So, you know, the score is awful. As you know, 35-0. Um, but I do feel like our kids gave us everything they had. You know, they fought till the end. Unfortunately, you know, you get desperate to score. You go down 21-0, and you're trying to throw some vertical routes, and they're double-teaming Hitchens, and, uh, you know, they're picking the ball off. So, like I said, they're a, a top-five team right now in group five. A lot of seniors. I think they had a close to 18 seniors. I feel like the whole offensive line was seniors. You know, 71's going to Rutgers, and you're not going to a Big Ten school to play offensive line if you're not the real deal. And, you know, he was very talented, 
And uh, he just didn't want to block you. He wanted to hurt you. He's a physical player. And, um, you know, we have to get more physical. You know, our offensive line is doing the best they can, but obviously we lost Jamison. Uh, Gilbert's out. Um, we've got a left tackle in with limited experience with uh, Darnell Herring. You know, Jerry Sode. I think you can pronounce his first name better than I can. Alufemi. Yep. How'd I do? All right. I think that was pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah he's a uh, he's a basketball player that I recruited to play football. He's been playing football for three months. He's our varsity left guard. I like him a lot too, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I met him pregame, and I I like his his character, his demeanor. Like he is just I he's one of my favorite guys on this team. No doubt, he's a great kid, and um, like I said, I recruited him to play football. He's a basketball player, and um, his mom didn't want him playing football, and I. I was joking him. I just I said, "Did you ever see the Water Boy?" <laughs> <laughs> A lot of these these kids really haven't. So I just told him what Mama didn't know wouldn't hurt her. But uh, obviously, I was joking, and um, we got Mom's blessing, and uh, she's letting him play football. And he's a hell of a football player. He's a hell of a kid. He's very smart. You know, our center, limited experience, Gallo didn't wasn't able to play last year. Um. For certain reasons, I don't want to discuss. And then, uh, you know, our right guard Julio's got a lot of experience playing football. Um, and then our right tackle is uh, Jordan Bennett. Um, hasn't didn't play until his senior year, which is crazy because Jordan Bennett. Everybody yeah. at home, if you have not tuned into a game or been to a game, he is one of the biggest human beings I have ever met personally. Like, he towers over anybody at the high school level he's huge yeah. he's just a presence and a force and the fact that it took until his senior year to to put that athleticism in that body on a football field is crazy to me yeah no doubt he's um his brother josh played for us he was a great player for us in our program and um jordan he was on the track and field team he's a thrower and you know we were able to work it out with him and he's playing football now but you know in comparison to uh, Washington Township's offensive line, they've probably been playing together since first grade because they have one feeder program and they all play together from uh, first grade till, you know, senior high school. It's a little bit different. We've got kids three months, didn't play last year, this and that. And I think our offensive line is doing a hell of a job and has um, overachieved. And, you know, Coach Gilbert's doing a great job with us. He's on staff, our offensive line coach, and it's like um, – improved tremendously under his watch so they're just going to get better um, we do have some seniors but we are relatively young we have a lot of uh, juniors and uh, sophomores playing but you know it's hard to um, get these kids the experience that some of these other programs are experiencing and um, it seems like we're always playing catch up but you know we're doing our best job to um get these kids ready and prepared to play on Friday nights, and they're doing a hell of a job. But like I said, the score didn't indicate the game. You know, it was 7 nothing at half. Could have been 7-7 seven, seven or even 14-7 in our favor. We were moving the ball on a really good football team. Who was the number one seed last year in Group 5, as I recall. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that's a big-time school uh, with a lot of – history and uh, a lot of success state championships playoff wins and like i said we're just trying to play catch up here and get our 
our guys ready to play big time ball. We have a big time schedule here. You know, as I've mentioned, there's 17 divisions in uh, West Jersey. We're in the third highest. We were in the first for the last two years, and um, we're hanging in there. Our guys are battling. They're going to play good Friday night. We've had a good week of practice, especially considering the circumstances with the rain. We've been inside in the gym, also in a classroom, watching a lot of film, fixing our mistakes. We're like a mistake or a mistake or two away from like uh, making some big time plays, and um, you know we're going to correct it. That's why I always encourage everybody to not just pay attention to the box score and either tune in on the YouTube channel Vineland Public Schools uh, if you can't make it out to a game or come out to a game because the box scores don't tell the entire story. Um, Coach, you brought up Gavin Gallo, who has been on the show this year, unfortunately got injured on Friday night's game. Is there any status update on him? How is he doing uh, post-Friday night? He's day-to-day. You know, um, rules have changed, obviously, and um, it's a good thing to protect the safety of uh, football players with head injuries. So um, we're They've taken every precaution. Our trainer, you know, referred him to a doctor and um, doctors checking him out. You know, and it's better to be uh, over precautious, you know, when you take some type of hit that um, could possibly be some type of head injury, concussion, things like that. So um, we've got great trainers here with uh, trainer Dave and trainer Dara and, um, Great doctors here locally in violence, so um, he's under the doctor's supervision now. Um, says he's fine. Obviously, all these kids, they're tough kids, but I, I will tell you, he, he did get hit fairly hard Friday night, but um, he forgot his book bag that had his cell phone in it, and he was at the locker room before we were uh, on our bus ride home from Washington Township tonight pretty coherent and asking for a cell phone. So I think he's okay, but I'm not a doctor and I'm not a trainer. Yeah. Especially after seeing everything that has happened recently with the Miami dolphins. Yeah, Exactly. So it's out of my wheelhouse, but I will tell you, he was here before us and wanted his cell phone so he could text his friends and do what they do on social media (laughs) right away. I'm just kidding. But, um, I think he's fine. But like I said, I'm not a doctor and, um, we're going to listen to whatever the doctor and the trainers have to say, and I'm fully on board with that. We want to protect these kids, you know? Yeah, we don't want to find ourselves in a, a to a tug of Iloa situation because, one, yeah, no, that was we will not, trust crazy me. scary. And, yeah, two, for that to be happening at the, the, the peak of the sport at the NFL level is just so egregious and crazy. Yeah, obviously we're not at the NFL and don't have their resources, but um, we do have some common sense here. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to follow the, the doctor's um, orders and the trainers here, and um, it's it's not even up for discussion. It's out of my wheelhouse. They will tell me when he is ready to return to play, and it is what it is. Glad to hear he's doing relatively okay for what the circumstance yeah. one looked like on Friday and, yeah. you know, what it could be, too. It's good to know that he's doing well. Yeah, I've been in communication with him, and um, – he seems to be doing fine. I've been in communication with his parents as well, and they say he's doing well. So um, we're going to take it day by day. 
So you brought up, you know, this week of practice, you know, there's been some obstacles, obviously, with Mother Nature and this hurricane uh, occurring and obviously affecting our weather patterns with lots of rain in our area. Um, As coaches, how do you guys kind of, you know, game plan day to day, kind of following this radar, having to be your own type of Glenn Hurricane Schwartz, if you will, and, you know, following these weather patterns and, you know, having multiple practice options ready to go because you never know what the predictability of the weather is going to be during a hurricane season. Yeah. With doing this for a while, I just try to plan ahead and um, I've been in communication with um, some of the other coaches here and we're doing our best to share facilities um, because they, their sports are, you know, important as well. So um, last couple of days we've watched some film for like the first hour, the classroom, the first day, you know, specifying more with um, maybe a little more offense and today with defense and then uh, offense yesterday and then, you know, defense today. And, you know, it's working out. The kids can wear their equipment in the gym. Obviously, we don't we don't really hit to the ground anymore, bring people down. So you could still thud a little bit and um, keep everybody up and um, wear shoulder pads, helmet and uh, sneakers. So. Kids have been doing a great job. Obviously, the gym isn't, you know, a huge facility where you can have freshman JV and varsity. So, you know, the priority today was varsity. JV had a game yesterday. Fortunately, we got it in thanks to having artificial grass or the game would have been canceled because you can't play on grass when it's flooded. The turf drains immediately. It's it's great. So, you know, everyone's trying to do their best you know, in the the athletic department to uh, share facilities and give everybody some time to get some practice work. And so we give our kids an opportunity to win their games. Um, Freshmen are scheduled to play Ocean City on on Thursday. We're hoping to get on Romano Field, hoping it dries out because there's a a middle school uh, soccer game that's scheduled for Gatone. So it's kind of funny the soccer teams playing at the the town and the football is playing at spring and maple the soccer facility but hey it is what it is right um trying to just share facilities and uh get these games in so these kids can get some experience some valuable experience so when uh they're a varsity athlete you know they're prepared and um are ready to succeed so um it's been a challenge this week, but um, I think we're, we're having a good week of practice. Tomorrow we're going to try to get out on the practice field. I'm hoping that this stuff uh, slows down and the wind dries the field out. Um, I know it's raining now as I was heading over to the high school, and I'm hoping it slows down a little bit. Yeah, and uh, you know, back at home this week, you guys get a Holy Spirit team coming in. Last time you guys faced him, I believe, was 2020, which was the first game that uh, I was on the broadcast for when uh, Rich went out when he unfortunately came down with COVID-19 back in 2020. But uh, Holy Spirit coming in, what are some things that you guys have you know picked up on that they do really well? Obviously, they've had some turnover you know, player-wise to graduation and everything since the last time you played them. But what are some things that you guys have picked up, picked up on uh, from Holy Spirit that, you know, you're trying to key in on and, and trying to prevent them from being able to do on Friday night? Well, they're well coached. Um, they don't make mistakes. Um, they process what the coaches are uh, 
training them to do. As you can see by their film, they're fundamentally sound. They execute their plays the way they're supposed to. And um, they're a very good football team. And um, we have a lot of respect for them. It's not going to be easy. But um, our kids are going to give us, you know, all they have. Like I said, we have a great week of practice. Um, you know, we're home. Kids are working hard. They don't like losing, obviously, neither do the coaches. So um, we're going to give it 100%. And um, we're going to give them a game. That's one thing I can assure you. Um, we're getting better. Kids are working hard. Coaches are working hard. Um, we need to put together a full game and stop making some mental mistakes, which we've been making uh, the last couple of weeks here. And um, we got to have more intensity, sense of urgency here. Um, you got to be able to handle adversity and bounce back from it. And uh, the other night we had some adversity, and uh, you know, kids didn't react the best. So. We're looking to go out there and, uh, you know, we're going to play to win. Yeah, and, you know, you look at some of these these recent games, especially this past week where it was 7 nothing at halftime, and back in 2020 when you last played Holy Spirit, it was a similar kind of situation. I believe the final score of that game was 21-7, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, and it I'm was 7-7 seven, seven, seven at halftime, I believe, or 7 nothing at halftime. So it's not like you guys haven't played a Holy Spirit team very close and very well um so i'm looking forward to you know just these two teams getting a getting another chance to clash and this time at catone stadium last time you guys played it was at holy spirit um you know and you you bring up this team doesn't like losing they've gotten that taste of winning they won two games in a row and now have lost two in a row how much do you think you know just from viewing them watching film this week and you know being in the gym how much do you think this this mini skid has kind of you know fueled them to want to get back on the winning ways. Yeah, you know nobody likes losing, and um, unfortunately, the last couple of weeks we haven't played our best. But it's been it's it seems like it's a crazy kind of season. I follow other teams. It seems like a lot of teams are up and down, and certain teams that are supposed to win are not winning. You know, you look at a Williamstown and they're one and five. That's um, crazy. That's different because, you know, in 18 and 19, they won the state championship. And, you know, we played them two years in a row in the quarters. And um, unfortunately, they beat us. So we've been up there with them. Uh, but to see this a program like that, one and five, it just shows you. Actually, even St. Augustine right now is two and four. And um, they're picking. Uh, the best kids in every town. So, you know, what that means is no matter what talent you have or who's on your team, you got to play hard every Friday night and um, do what you got to do to win the game. So on paper, yeah, maybe you should win, but that's why you play the game, right? So um, you got to go out there and battle. And you never know. It seems like it's that kind of year where um, there's a lot of upsets and um, certain teams that probably in the past – would have won or should have won that game or not. So, you know, we're going against a tough opponent. At the end of the day, it's high school football. Anything can happen. So uh, we're going to work hard, stick to our game plan, and, and go out there and do our best to win the game. 
You guys are back home uh, this week after, you know, one game road trip out to Washington Township. How excited are you guys to just, you know, be back at home, be back at Catone at that world-class facility and be in front of what Rich and I have, have said on the broadcast this year, too, in the, the home games that we've had. The fans this year are unbelievable. They are, like, on the edge of their seat as where we're broadcasting from is right above them. They're on their the edge of their seats just ready to explode at any play for you guys, and I think that has been such a change, and I'm sure, you know, pandemic year not having nearly any fans due to restrictions and everything. Last year, kind of everybody getting back into the flow of things. This year, it feels like everybody's back and ready to just be behind this team, and it it reminds me of when I was in high school and going to games as a fan, and we had our fan section. It, it, the, the crowd energy this year has been unbelievable and i want to give a, a tip of the cap to everybody that's come out to the home games because they're just ready to go just as much as you guys are and i think that has enhanced the the overall experience of going out to a game at catone stadium and it's really turned into friday nights that's the place to be is catone stadium yeah no doubt um our kids have uh, witnessed like um great crowds at some of these venues we go to, like they have a theme everywhere you go. That seems like that's a new trend in uh, football and high school and uh, college, especially. I don't think NFL does it as much, um, but there's been like these themes everywhere you go. So, you know, our kids are doing the best they can to promote, you know, our, our Friday night games. And I think the uh, last game, unfortunately was, you know, a loss, but we, oh, actually the first game we did a whiteout and then the second game home game, it was like um, Hawaiian night. And then Friday night's going to be a blackout. So we're hoping everybody can wear their, uh, their black gear and we'll have some uh, violent football, black long sleeve t-shirts and hats for sale. And the, um, we're going to have like a game, like a uh, apparel store, I should say. We're going to put it underneath good tone and one of those, um, rooms there and if anybody wants to you know buy a shirt and support the football program or hat we're going to have them available and um we're looking to blackout good tone kids will be in their blackout jersey we weren't able to do that for a couple of years because believe it or not um custom graphic who we use vineland they didn't have the um the vinyl there was a shortage of vinyl like there's a shortage shortage of everything now yeah. in the country Believe it or not, there was a shortage of the vinyl lettering for the kids' uh, last names we do on the back of their blackout jerseys. So um, we're going to have them ready for the kids. You know, I'm hoping that brings us some extra juice. We always play great with those black unis on. And, um, you know, the kids are going to play hard. We've made a couple changes. We've got some, uh, you know, new players in that we're putting in new positions maybe to uh, keep certain guys going one way. We're trying to do that with the linemen, especially because, you know, bigger guys need some breaks. Is that yours or mine? I think you cut out for a second. All right, where'd you hear me last? Uh, bigger guys need some breaks, which I can totally agree with. Yeah, so we're um, 
doing our best to get those guys some breathers and linemen going one way, and I think it'll benefit us. 100%. And, uh, you know, not that not that this team needs any more bulletin board material, but our good pal and, you know, does a fantastic job working side-by-side side with you, Jimmy C., uh, fed me some information at the last home game to bring up on the broadcast. You guys are looking to break a uh, a winless drought at Catone Stadium. I don't know if he sent you this info or not, but last time you guys won a home game was November 5th, 2020. Wow. Against Clearview, right? I believe so. So not that you guys need any additional bulletin board material because I know you're prepared for this week, but you are looking to break a uh, nearly two-year drought of wins at home. And like I said, the fans at home are, are ready to boil over with excitement. The band and the drum line, which has been, I think, a fantastic addition to the marching clan this year is that halftime drum line routine. Uh, they're They're ready to celebrate a win with you guys and i think adding the black jerseys like you mentioned uh is a, a big boost there but i don't know if that's something you know you want to whisper in some of the captain's ears and say hey here's a little extra motivation go go get yourself a w yeah no doubt the kids the efforts there they're working hard good attitudes it's just we got to put a full game together eliminate some mental mistakes and um you know we'll be just fine but uh Looking forward to writing this ship Friday night. It's going to be a good game. Our kids will be ready. Yeah, I'm excited to see how, you know, everybody responds and, uh, you know, comes out ready to rock and roll. And, you know, last week we with, with Rich on the show, we kind of did a, a mid-season, you know, report checking, kind of a report card show. Wanted to just get your thoughts, you know, halfway through the year. What are your thoughts on this, you know, rendition of Vineland High School football, this 2022 roster, and how you guys have performed, you know, now five games into uh, the campaign. Yeah, you know, the last two weeks have been disappointing. Um, obviously, the scores are awful. I felt like we improved against Washington Township. Like I said, we we're just trying to change some things up at the end of the game and led to some scores for them. But, uh, you know, have, you know, winning some games, obviously, you practice and you work hard to win and um, you want to win on the scoreboard. You want to win every game, as you know, as a program. So, you know, the kids and the staff doing the best they can to do that. But last couple of weeks, like I said, um, I feel like the teams we played are very good, but we didn't play as good as we could have. And um, I need to do a better job getting the kids, you know, mentally prepared and I'm doing the best I can. And so is the staff. But um, moving forward, you know, we still have um, a lot to play for. We still can earn, you know, a playoff berth. And, uh, you know, once you get into the playoffs, it's a different season. So I make sure that the kids know that, you know, if I communicate with them. Um, win or lose, you play a Holy Spirit, which is one of these uh, bigger private schools. You get a multiplier as far as your PowerPoints, so you get all kinds of uh, points for even playing them. You know, you have the prep, St. Joe's, and Holy Spirit in the first three divisions in West Jersey. So when you play them, I think they're the only private schools in South Jersey where you get like a, a huge amount of PowerPoints, just win or lose, just for playing them, you get it. Um, because obviously, you know, they're, uh, they can 
have any kid they want from any town if the kid agrees to go there they don't have to live in a certain town because it's a private school they can live wherever they want they can even live in a different state and go there so um it's not the easiest deal playing one of these schools but you know we're going to make the most of it we're going to play hard and we're going to go out there to win the game but with that being said as i mentioned you know we will get a ton of powerpoints just for playing them so that's going to put us you know in the playoff picture and then we have a couple games as well that we need to win to uh assure ourselves a playoff spot because like i said the playoffs are a different season um you know you get into the playoffs anything can happen as you know uh with any sport especially football because uh the teams that can stay healthy and you know keep moving forward are successful and uh you know we got a mixed bag of uh players here we got we have some seniors that are contributing um, we have some juniors and we have some sophomores so I want to say we're relatively young still, even though we do have some seniors on on the, that are starters. But um, putting you know a full game together is very important. Um, some of our sophomores now have varsity experience and they need to uh, play more like their seniors, you know. So um, we need to eliminate you know mistakes and turnovers, and um, you know we'll be fine. But as far as the first half of the season, you know, we need improvement. I'll, I'll assess it as that. We need improvement. We need to um, work harder, be more mentally tough, um, go out there with some more intensity, and uh, just keep working toward that goal of winning every week and uh, winning the day. I tell the kids each day, you need to win the day. You need to win the day in school academically, and you need to win the day at practice. And then on a Friday, you're going to win the game. So it's all about staying in the moment, not looking ahead, and just uh, taking a day at a time and doing the best you can. Yeah, and you brought up, you know, you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. It's a new season. I can attest to that. Coach Russo knows I cover professional lacrosse over the summers and everything. There was a club this year who were the defending champs who – in 2021, the fan poll vote for who everybody thought was going to win the championship. The eventual champions were voted upon by the fans to have a 3.2% chance to win the championship. This year, they get in, had a bunch of players coming back late because they play the indoor season as well. Uh, they finished 2-8 and eight in the regular season, got in with the final uh, playoff spot made some magic happen in the postseason, got back to the championship, and were it was a one-possession game they ended up losing. But even less of a percentage of people thought they were going to win the championship, let alone get there. So it just goes to show you, your record can say what your record says, but doesn't tell the full story of the games and you know the determination and grit that is on a roster. So anything can happen if you make it to the postseason. All you got to do is get in and punch your ticket to get there. Yeah, no doubt. That's the goal. So um, we're going to keep working hard, getting better as a program, and uh, getting getting out there and winning some games. That's what it, that's what it amounts to. So um, looking forward to Friday night. Um, like I said, not the easiest week here with the weather, but we're going to do the best we can, make the most of it, and go out there and um, compete. Hundred percent, and we've had some some alumni competing. Uh, quite well recently, Coach Russo. Uh, obviously, Tyreem is, is doing his thing. 
with Rutgers. They've been on a bit of a slide here, but playing some top-tier talent in that Big Ten, going up against you know a, a gritty and gross offense with Iowa, but their defense is stellar. Uh, and then obviously they just went and played Ohio State this past weekend, the number three team ranked in the country going into last weekend. And then, uh, you know, the the as I mentioned to Rich, it's like the in Aladdin when Jafar has the scroll list of how many players we have playing at the NCAA level, just doing their thing and performing uh, at the collegiate level. Their season's, you know, well underway. Uh, you know, we got schools across New Jersey, Pennsylvania. It's just incredible just to continue to go back and see all of these players that are playing collegiately right now and, and playing very well in 2022. Yeah, our kids are doing a great job. Real proud of them. Um, specifically uh, talking about Tyreem, he's, he's doing a great job. And, um, you know, Iowa, they're four or five plays away from making that a closer game as well. I mean, they get a first down and they, the guy fumbles and then the guy picks it up and uh, scoop and score. I mean, you just can't have things like that. So they're learning as well. It's a culture thing. You're playing the Iowa's and the Ohio States of the country. I mean, it's a whole different world. I mean, culture, you know, meaning everyone's on board what's going on. You're talking about years and years of it, a huge history with those programs. And, you know, Coach Gianna's trying to um, fix the culture at Rutgers and, um, Fix the culture in New Jersey, and um, he's the guy. And if he can't do it, in my opinion, there's nobody that can do a better job than Coach Gianna. So he's out there, you know, um, grinding every day. Or as he says, they're chopping wood and all that stuff. So um, I really like Coach Gianna. I can't see any other coach in the country doing a better job than him, especially with his uh, New Jersey roots. You know, I'm a big fan. We've sent kids there, and we're rooting for them. And, you know, as you mentioned, we've got kids all over playing. You know, Conrad Jackson and um, Barry Turner over at Del Val, I want to say they're undefeated. And um, Braylon Blakely's at TCNJ. Anthony Arthur is at um, Wagner. You know, Tyrese Powell at uh, Keene University. I want to say they're 2-2 two and two now. They're um, – they're doing a nice job. I'm looking forward to seeing him play against uh, TCNJ and Braylon. So uh, can't wait to see that. We've got some guys at Sussex uh, County College, uh, like a junior college, JUCO. We've got uh, Bennett's brothers there, Josh Bennett's playing. I, I want to say Demarcus Rivers is playing, given all he has. And Davon Seymour, I feel like, is still doing his thing. And um, you know, we got guys – doing a great job out there and it's the first thing you gotta do is i tell all of them they step foot in Vaughn high is um the academics are the most important and then uh, you gotta work hard you know with your sports off season in season all that stuff so kids are buying in doing the right things and um we've got some kids on our current roster they're going to play in college as well so we do our best to prepare them um High school is real nice. Everybody loves you. It's your hometown. Everybody knows you. You go away to college, it's business. It starts turning to a business when you play college football. And obviously at the pro level, that's big business. But um, I tell the kids it's a different feel. But if you love the sport, you'll keep playing because you love the, 
you know, for your love of that sport. But a um, major difference going from youth football in your hometown and high school football in your hometown to um, college and pro. So, and then speaking about pro, obviously the next segment we're going to talk about our guy, um, Isaiah Pacheco, right? Hit that Sunday night football theme music. We had prime time pop once again, and uh, he did not fail to disappoint. Had a 42-yard kick return uh, to set the Chiefs up on a magnificent drive and a big-time win over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Isaiah was was making his presence felt as what felt like him taking over that RB2 spot behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire there for Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and uh the the national praise on social media during and after the game was very much alive as i saw tweets from the likes of lewis riddick a former nfl gm worked in the eagles front office he's now obviously with espn as an analyst there said uh isaiah pacheco runs like every run is going to be his last and put the 100 emoji there uh and then brian baldinger uh obviously notorious broadcaster and now very well known on uh, social media for his Baldi's breakdowns where he just breaks down film for people from his point of view and uh, gave a big shout out to Isaiah Pacheco in one of his breakdowns and also put in the tweet uh, caption that he was from Vineland, New Jersey. So Isaiah getting all the praises from the the national level is a a pretty cool thing. And another wild thing that I was looking at uh, this weekend, uh, scrolling through obviously the the fantasy sports app but also seeing uh you know prop bets for Isaiah Pacheco on the sports books to have him score a touchdown at any time was also a pretty surreal moment seeing his name uh listed as an anytime touchdown scorer on some of these sports books as well was pretty cool yeah no doubt it's it's very cool and um it really hit home to me when I was watching a game on tv and um there was a clip at one point that like they showed like Tom Brady's picture, you know, they're taping him, whatever, obviously. And the next person you see is Isaiah Pacheco. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, this is crazy. He, it's Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. And the next clip, it's our own um, Vineland zone, Isaiah Pacheco. So it's just unbelievable. And, um, He's such a great kid, and um, he's always worked hard, you know. And he's going to do great things. He's going to. He's in the. He's in a great situation in a great program, and um, he deserves, you know, everything that he's getting now. And he's just going to continue to get better as, you know, he learns, you know, the NFL game now. He's in his first year, obviously, as a rookie, and you know came out early from Rutgers. Um, but he's doing great. It's nice to see him with a great offensive line, two blocking for him, you know, and great coaches. You know, Andy Reid obviously is a great coach, but then they get Matt Nagy from the Bears, who's a great offensive mind. John Spagnola, who was um, with Andy Reid at the Eagles and then was the head coach of the Giants. I mean, you've got two – former head coaches on staff with you. I mean, that staff is phenomenal. And uh, the other night, in addition to having great players, I just felt like um, Andy Reid and his assistants, you know, coached the Buccaneers. You know, they just – some of those 
uh, plays and the innovation that they have is, um, you know, and then you go and draft the quarterback, Mahomes, because you see something special. And Andy Reid's done a great job developing, um, obviously, McNabb and then Alex Smith and then um, Mahomes. So Had Nick hey, Foles, too. Yeah, Nick Foles, yeah, no doubt. So he's got a great staff, great situation, great players around him, and, um, you know, it's very exciting uh, to see him doing what he's doing. And I thought the the cool quote from uh, Chris Collinsworth on the broadcast as well was on Sunday Night Football, obviously, so on NBC. He was talking to Mike Tirico and said, you know, during some of the the meetings during the week and everything, you go and talk to Andy Reid and their coaching staff with the Chiefs, and you bring up Isaiah Pacheco, and uh, they try to keep him as their their little hidden hidden secret. You know, they you ask them about Isaiah, and they say, yeah, he's going to be good, and they give you that smirk, but they know that he's going to be a star, and uh, they know that they they were able to get one over on 31 other teams by getting Isaiah in the seventh round of the NFL draft. And they, uh, they're very happy that they were able to, uh, to grab him uh, in this year's draft. And they know that they're going to be able to develop him at the NFL level, like you said, and, and turn him into uh, a superstar for the Kansas city chiefs. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, getting back to business, big business, especially, you know, they look at it like they got a, a stud in the seventh round and, when you have a quarterback like they do and they're paying them 50 million a year and you have a salary cap, you know, 25 is his last name. Alir, you said, I believe so. Yeah. Well, he's in the last year of his rookie contract. So they're looking at it as a business and they feel like they, he's in his last year, his fourth year of his rookie contract. They'll probably not resign him, and they have somebody behind him. That's probably better. And they'll get him for the, seventh round salary. So hopefully it works out for pop and he keeps doing what he's doing and he makes it uncomfortable for them to do the same to him in his fourth year of his rookie contract. And they re-sign him to, you know, a big time contract. Obviously he's going to make great money, you know, more money than a lot of people in this town will ever make. But, um, Hopefully in his next contract, he's uh, set for life and can take care of his family like he wants to. And, um, you know, it works out. But, you know, it's big business. You know, these teams pay all this money for a quarterback, linemen, some defensive edge rushers. And then, unfortunately, running backs are disposable. But hopefully he makes, you know, in a scenario where he's not disposable and they want to keep him there because I know the fans will love him. His teammates will love him. And he brings all that extra juice in addition to his great skill set with his speed and his size and, you know, even blocking great. I see him picking up linebackers, some things people probably don't pick up on, but I do. And uh, football people do. Mike linebackers coming in through the A-gaps and he's blowing them up and um, giving Mahomes enough time to make that pass. There are the things that um, scouts look at. There's a lot of fast guys and they can run and this and that, but are you going to block for your teammates? A lot of guys just want the ball, want to catch the ball, want to run the ball. They don't do the blocking aspect. Unfortunately, one person per play on offense is going to run or catch the ball. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's when you don't have the ball um, is what is important to making an offense fully functional, like these bubble passes and these smoke screens. If you don't have receivers you know, blocking, 
for their teammates, the play's not going to work. So a lot of people just watch the ball. You know, when you coach and when you see who makes the tackle and why a play doesn't work, it's the guy that doesn't block that hurts your offense. And um, those guys need to be praised more than the guys making the plays, if you know what I'm saying. 100%. Uh, there was definitely a play that I saw that helped the Chiefs move the ball down the field. Pop picked up a, a big-time block and allowed Patrick Mahomes to have a little bit more time to roll out and get the ball away. And, you know, we had primetime Pop this week. We get it again this week, Coach. The Kansas City Chiefs are at home on Monday Night Football hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, so we'll get uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman talking about Isaiah Pacheco this week, which will be very exciting. And it's the only game in town on Monday Night Football, so we'll get primetime pop two weeks in a row. And I think better than Aikman and Buck is uh, the Peyton uh, Manning yes. and Eli Manning cast, uh, the Manning cast, which I absolutely love. It's fantastic stuff. Those, those, guys, those guys are so smart. They, they're unbelievable. I just love listening. Every fan should just watch that Manning cast and you hear two Hall of Fame quarterbacks talking about football, NFL football, and what works, why it works, why it doesn't. Those guys are unbelievable. So, um, And one other thing I can tell our fans, it's pretty neat that no one else will know, but um, the coach that recruited Isaiah – to go to Rutgers, Coach Ash is now an assistant with the Raiders. And during the draft, I still have a lot of communication with Coach Ash. I have a lot of respect for him. We have a great relationship. Um, I was hoping that, you know, obviously the, the Chiefs are great, but, you know, I was in communication with um, Coach Ash, you know, and Obviously, Coach Ash isn't the head coach, but um, Josh McDaniel is. But, you know, Coach Ash would have loved to have him in the silver and black um, playing for the Raiders with him. They have a close connection. I know Isaiah still, you know, thinks the world of Coach Ash or he wouldn't have gone to Rutgers. You know, Coach Shiano's great. And he came in toward the end of um, Isaiah's career. But Coach Ash was the one that built that rapport and trust and um, got Isaiah to go to Rutgers. It was his. It was his best recruit when he was the head coach at Rutgers. Um, we had so many uh, schools in here, but Isaiah, you know, and his family liked Coach Ash and bought in the Rutgers and wanted to stay in Jersey. And you know, you know, they were loyal to Vineland. Played here at Vineland High School and for our program and want to do the same for Rutgers and try to put Rutgers on the map. But um, I'm going to be texting uh, Coach Ash this week and telling him to make sure he tells that Josh Josh McDaniel, right? Yeah. That he should have um, he should have had Pacheco in the silver and black. Now he's going to have to face him twice a year, so look out, man. For at least the here next comes, four years. Here comes Isaiah Pacheco at you, you know, but, um, you know. That's gonna. That's a great rival too. Chiefs and uh, Raiders. Wow, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, in Kansas City, it's always an electric atmosphere at Arrowhead, and yeah. I'm sure it's gonna be you know decibels through the roof coming through the TV. 
if these airlines weren't so damn screwed up, I'd probably fly out to a few games. But I'm 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 hearing all these horror stories how like flights are getting canceled and thousands of dollars. And I was hoping Pacheco would have a game where I could drive. Looks like the closest game I think is Pittsburgh or Cincinnati. I think he yeah, plays in looking... Pittsburgh, right? The Chiefs. Um, I know they're in Cincinnati. They are in Cincinnati yeah. in December. You know what? They might not be in Pittsburgh. It might. Yeah, just I don't think they play Pittsburgh. Yeah, Cincinnati, right? That's something else I was thinking about. My son loves uh, Tom Brady, so he, he wants to see Tom Brady before he retires. In a perfect world, if I could have got the flight and there wasn't a damn hurricane, I would have flew him to Tampa. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good matchup. We'll have. Peyton and Eli, Joe Buck, and Troy Aikman yeah. talking about Isaiah Pacheco on Monday Night Football, and uh, just wishing continued to, uh, success to all of our Vineland High School football alumni at each level that they're playing at, and uh, hopefully some team soon. A lot of, lot of injuries recently. Need to get Jameel Demby back on a roster, because uh, it's not looking too good for the Rams so far this year. 2-2 two and two without Jameel Demby on the roster is not too great after a Super Bowl win. Yeah, hopefully uh, Coach McVay sees the light and gets Jamil back in the uh, blue and yellow. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was, I was uh, talking to him yesterday on Instagram. He posted a, a picture of him getting gas out in California. It's almost $150 to fill his truck's tank. Oh, my. He said, I can't do this anymore, man. How much is it a gallon? I think it's like. In, I think it's still like in like the $7 range or something like that out there. It's crazy. I think the funniest thing I saw on social media is one of those Teslas, you know, that are electric. <laughs> and a, and a, a generator on the back of it. <laughs> and I thought the tag was California. So, you know, those things that like have the, uh, you know, little carts on the back that you can have a platform on the back of your vehicle. Yeah. You so it had the generator on the back of a Tesla. This country's so screwed up. You just can't. You just can't make it up. That's so funny. I mean, common sense tells you have hybrids, meaning they're half gas and half electric. Right. So when you run out of the electric charge, you have a gas engine to get you where you got to go. Which it also still blows my mind that a lot of these traditional gas stations don't have the electric charging stations yet either. And we're in New Jersey, and we're we're more advanced than these other states, and we don't have that many. Yeah, I think the closest charging station I've ever seen is at St. Augustine Prep. Yeah, and I've seen the, the Wawa at Malaga has it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, hybrid, half gas engine, half electric. You know what I mean? It's so funny. But you know why it won't work? Because it makes too much sense. Exactly. If it makes too much sense, it won't break through until it doesn't make sense anymore. Exactly. So hopefully uh, leadership in this country sees hybrids could be the solution until um, we can figure out the electric thing. Because I'll tell you what, another guy that I know that's in the car business says, you know what they do with those electric batteries when they don't work anymore? I'm like, no, what? He says they throw them in the ocean. Way out in the ocean, they're dumping these things when they're when they don't work anymore. So, you know, the fish and all the stuff that people eat, it's going to have that waste in it, and it's going to affect our bodies worse. Just can't make it up. It's crazy. 
uh, I also don't, I don't trust those Teslas. They drive by themselves. It's a little, a little sketchy to me. Yeah, I tell you. You know, then they say these electric vehicles will get you. I don't know, five, six hours, whatever it is, or however many miles. What happens if you want to go farther? Sometimes if you want to take your family on vacation, or you got to Fred Flintstone it, get those feet going. You got to find a charging station and charge for six hours. Come on. You got to put a generator on the back, like the picture I saw. <laughs> That's incredible, Coach. Friday night, Catone Stadium, Vineland High School versus Holy Spirit. Uh, it's going to be an electric atmosphere. Unfortunately, I won't be in attendance. I have a wedding to attend, but Rich Scarpa will be holding it down in the booth, and you guys can tune in on TV uh, on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel or. Do the best thing possible. Friday night, it's the place to be. Gatone Stadium. Is it a 6 o'clock kickoff this week, Coach, or 7 o'clock? Uh, 7 o'clock. We're going to honor the Violent Midget Football League. Um, it's hard for the parents to get there, you know, 5.30 pregame, so we pushed it back an hour. We want to honor those uh, players, you know, and um, cheerleaders and the coaches. and You know, they're, they're working hard, too. Um, putting in that work to get those kids ready for the high school. So um, we want to honor them and um, – See all the youngsters out there. You know, we honored the, the Blitz a couple weeks ago. Now we want to honor the Violent Midget Football League. So um, looking forward to a great night. Hopefully our kids are ready to go and uh, flying all over the field and get back on the winning track here. So make sure you guys subscribe to the Violent Public Schools YouTube channel so you can tune into the game if you're not able to make it out to Gatone Stadium. And uh, make sure you're following Vineland Football on social media, Red and Gray Gridiron Group Facebook page, at Vineland FB on Twitter. And you can follow Underground Sports Philadelphia on Twitter as well, at Underground PHI. And subscribe to the podcast feed to get the Dan Russo Show. All you got to do is search Underground Sports Philadelphia on either Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. You get full video episodes of the Dan Russo Show each and every week on our YouTube channel premieres usually Thursday nights around 8 p.m. Eastern time. So you can join in for the live premiere, get in the chat and talk with us as the show progresses. But subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel so you don't miss out on that. And coach, best of luck on Friday night. I'll be tuning in on my phone to see everything going down while I'm at the wedding and uh, having it propped up on the table. And uh, next week... Hopefully we're talking about a big win over Holy Spirit, getting the power points even higher than expected, and then going into a big road matchup against the Egg Harbor Township Eagles uh, next week. So for Coach Russo, I'm Kyle Bennett. This has been another episode of the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. We will see you all next week. Just a kid from the neighborhood, where our kids from a neighborhood. Take me back to 96.